Hello, my name is Rena Stangolini, and I'm a runner at White Plains High School. This podcast is an insider's look at my team. For each episode, we'll run through practices and meets. You'll be introduced to the coaches and other athletes. This is The Runaround with Rena. Hi guys, so today we're here with Coach Singh, who's going to talk to us about the wrestler meet. Hi Coach Singh. Hello, Rena. How are you? Good. How are you? We're doing fine here in the Singleton household. That's good to hear. Um, we're going to start off with our running fact. So, Coach, do you have a fun running fact for us today? I do. Did you ever hear of the name Abibi Bakila? No. Okay. So, in 1960, he became the first athlete from a sub-Saharan uh, African country to win an Olympic gold medal. Wow. He won the uh, marathon in 1960. He also repeated in 1964. So that was at Rome in 1960 and at Tokyo in 1964. And the really fun fact, and you're not going to believe this, (laughs) the 1960 marathon, he ran barefooted. No. He did. Whoa. Now, I don't even like to walk to the kitchen without some kind of shoes on, let alone run uh, 26 miles. Uh, But he ran 26 miles, 365 yards with no shoes. That's crazy. I know. Was it because he didn't have shoes? No, I I think that was his style, you know, uh, growing up uh, where he did uh, in Ethiopia. I don't think they had uh, the shoes. Oh, wow. He must have had a lot of calluses on his feet after that. Oh, well, I'm sure he had built up to it, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Thank you, Coach. I amazed amazed Rena with that one. (laughs) That was a neat fact. Thank you, Coach. You're welcome. All right, so let's kind of jump straight in. Um, We're going to start with kind of the meat directing part. Okay. You've mentioned um, in previous episode um, that Gressler is kind of a smaller operation in comparison to Laux. So is there anything more you could tell us about that? Oh, yes, it's certainly, it's a a different animal than the Laux games. Uh, (laughs) it's, um, It's exciting, which the Laux games are too, but it is lower scale, Uh, For example, Laux, we have about 250 schools. At Gressler, we usually have about 20. Hmm. We have one day of competition as compared to three. There are basically local schools. I think the further school is uh, Newburgh, I'm sorry, um, Monticello that comes to see us, um, as opposed to 10 states and three to four provinces from Canada coming to Laos. Yeah. Since they're all local schools, I don't have to deal with the National Federation of High Schools and get a sanction for the meet. I'm not aware if you realize or the listeners realize when you have a big meet like the Laos Games and you have teams from various states, you have to go through, the meet director has to go through what's called a sanction to get permission from all the states that are sending those athletes to your beat to allow them to run. That makes sure that everybody is on the same level. No one's using club athletes. They're all following the same rules. 
So you have to do that for louts, but you don't have to do that for Gressler because everybody's from New York State. It's easier to collect the entry fees because they're, you know, it's it's basically loyal schools. As you know for, from running for us, we basically go to the same meet every year on that particular weekend. So the first meet is usually Somers. Then, you know, we go somewhere, uh, then we go to Bear Mountain. Then we usually take a week off. Then we get ready for Gressler. And so coaches tend to get into a rhythm where where they want to have their kids run. And so we usually have the same exact uh, teams every year. Thank you. Oh, and the last thing, there's nine races compared to 57 events at Loud. So, uh, and everybody's doing the same thing. So it's, it's, it's a lot easier. Gotcha. Thank you. So what are, is anything that you might not have mentioned already that um, listeners might not know about that you have to do to prepare for Gressler? All right. So there's a couple of things. One of the things is we have two varsity races Uh, One at the beginning of the day, one at the end of the day. And what I, as the meet director, try to do is accommodate everybody's wishes. A lot of the teams like to run in the first race, get it, get their kids there, get them on their bus early, get them to the meet, get them running and then go home. Some coaches prefer the opposite. They would rather run later in the day with their varsity athletes. And when I say later in the day, we're only talking about 11 o'clock as opposed to 8.30. (laughs) So the whole meet is really about three hours. So I always get requests. And by this point, I know which schools want to run in the first meet, at the first race. And so I also have to try and set up the races so that the competition, I feel, is about even. Uh, so that the races in the morning aren't top heavy with the talent or the races in the the afternoon or later morning aren't top heavy with the talented uh, teams. And uh, we usually do a pretty good job with that. If you look at the team scores over the last few years, uh, you know, it's it's pretty close for the first two or three teams in, in each of those races. Are the races divided by division? No, it's um, so we can have big teams and little teams in the same varsity race. It's more where I think the talent lies. And, you know, it's, it's hard to guess sometimes because we've really only had two, two weeks or maybe three weeks of meets beforehand. And I often spend time just looking at results. It's much easier now with mile split. And I say, oh, look how the team did and who they ran against and try and and weigh the teams that way. I also try not to have teams that are always running against each other in the same race, like Clarkstown South and Clarkstown North. They (laughs) tend to always run against each other wherever they go. Us in Scarsdale and uh, or us in Mamaroneck. Uh, it's 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 tough because now you're talking three teams that usually compete against each other. But we we try and, and get it done. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I was just wondering, where do you get the officials for the races? So the officials are assigned to us from BOCES, 
And what we do is we request uh, a certain number of officials. It's usually about six or seven. And they are assigned. And I really usually don't know who's coming uh, until the morning of, I almost said louts of Gressler. And then what we do is they tell us, okay, I am the starter. They each tell me what they've been assigned to do. And then I have a little uh, folder that shows them the schedule. If it's the starter, I have what teams are supposed to be in what box in each of the races. Then I point out to the other officials where they need to stand to help judge what's going on in the in the race. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So I know just like Laux, Gressler also gives out trophies. So do you get the trophies from the same places where you get the Laux trophies? We do not. We get the Laux trophies from a company in New Jersey. Uh, they've been making the Laux trophies for, well, we've had 53 years of Laux. I'd say for at least 35 to 40 years, they've been making those trophies. When I took over as meet director of Gressler a while back, I guess that would be around 2004, I was seeking out places to get trophies. And so I get our trophies from Crown Trophy in Briarcliff, which is also the place where we get our team awards for our awards dinner. And it's not too it's not too far from my house. Um, and it's on the way a little bit slightly detoured, but on the way to White Plains, uh, where I picked them up. Oh, okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to kind of shift over into talking more about the course on the meet itself. Okay. I know one of the workouts, I think, this year, must have been this year, or maybe it was um, cross-country last year, um, we did the old Gressler course as part of our workout. So can you talk a little bit about the old Gressler course and why did you change it to the course now? Okay. So for my first couple of years of uh, being the meet director, we ran what was the course back then. This had been the cross-country course for many years. It started way down by the varsity baseball field. And the reason we had to change that is because they built the stadium that we now have at the high school and the new track and those stands that you guys have probably known all your life were actually put in in 2007. And so obviously in the year that they were building that course, uh, building the um, stands, we couldn't have a cross country course go through there. So uh, Coach Aguidello and I had to come up with an alternative course. So we met and we had a little wheel to measure and we kind of came up with what we wanted to do with the course. We knew we could no longer go down to the level where the track is uh, because the stands would be in the way. So we chose to come up with the course that we have now. Much of it is uh, the opposite direction of the old course. So if you have a minute, I could describe how the old course went. Yes. Okay, so we would start on the left field foul line of the varsity baseball field. And we would go around the backstop of the JV baseball field. And now you have to imagine that there's no stands there. Uh, It was the hill. 
And I have in my house a picture of what this old stadium used to look, uh, the old field used to look like. Instead of sitting in stands, people would sit on the hill. They'd bring their blankets and they'd watch the Lauks games or the state qualifier or football games from the, the hill. So at the bottom of the hill, there was a cement path. And so the course would go up there. It would go up the uh, driveway that's by the garage. You know where I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. Where we keep all the hurdles and the mats and there's a driveway that goes up. So you would go up there and then you'd make a sharp turn and you'd run along the path that's at the top of the stadium over where now the bathroom is and the rock. You would then go around the rock and make a left. And so we're going in reverse. You'd go around the soccer field and then up the woods and then up the uh, tennis court hill. You'd go around the soccer field, the field hockey field, the opposite direction. You'd go around, come down that slanted hill, go down to the swimming pool, go up what we call the slanted hill. Ah. Yeah. Go down the bus ramp, make the turn the other way, and then start heading towards our finish line. Okay. But yeah, so the course actually started in the opposite direction that we now run. That's funny. Mm-hmm. And it's part of our warm-up course. Yes. Yes. When you um, warm up and you leave this, the area of the swimming pool, you actually start going, the warm-up is the old course. That's pretty cool. So Coach Fitz ran the old course. Uh, yes. Gotcha. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So for those of you listening, there's this one particular hill in Gressler that's called The Wall, and we have this big poster that we put up. So Coach, can you kind of tell us um, how that hill kind of got nicknamed The Wall? So when Coach Agadella and I were walking around trying to figure out the course, we, came, we were down by where the, the bathroom is, and we said, okay, we got to get back up a level to where we finish and where we start. We were going to go up the path, but I said, let's look at this little hill. Do you think that the kids could get up this hill? And we realized, you know, it's pretty steep. But we said, you know what? We've seen worse hills. <laughs> so we, we looked at it and, and uh, we had our kids run it a little bit just in practice to see if we should incorporate it. I thought up a name for it and I called it Mount Never Rest. <laughs> and that didn't catch on. But the kids started saying, yeah, man, I came up there. It's like hitting a wall. And more and more of the kids started saying that. And I said, you know what? Let's call that the wall. It's like you hit a wall when you get to that. And all the kids loved it, and so the name stuck. (laughs) Thank you. Mm -hmm. I like the Mount Never Rest. Yes. That didn't catch on, though. So we're going to kind of talk about the name of the meet. And this meet, we usually abbreviate it as Gressler, but the full name is the Fred Gressler Invitational. So can you talk about who Fred Gressler was? Sure. Fred Gressler, first of all, was a very good friend of mine. Coach cross country for several years. And for a year or so, he was also the girls indoor track coach. Probably around 1991, he was the girls indoor track coach. But he was a PE teacher over at the middle school. And he started in the late 80s as one of the cross country coaches along with Nick Panera. 
And uh, he had some very good athletes. He had some, uh, but small teams. Cross country for the girls didn't really catch on for a while. But he was an excellent coach. Uh, Fred loved to run himself. He loved to do half marathons. He was always looking for somewhere to go out for a race somewhere. You could always see him on the streets of White Plains running. He had a very good sense of humor. He loved the puns. Uh, so you could tell that he and I got along very well. <laughs> and um, he went into the hospital for a, a surgery and he never came out. And um, it happened in June of 1995. We were actually on our way to the state meet uh, and he passed away. And uh, we met our athletes and told them that, you know, we weren't going to go see them because of the passing of Coach Gressler. And um, great guy. Uh, you guys today would love him. Uh, we had a lot of fun with Fred. And so Nick Panero, who we have the Nick Panero Relays named after, decided in his honor to start a cross-country meet at White Plains. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. And I know part of the stuff from Gressler goes to the Fred Gressler Scholarship Fund? It does. Uh, so we've had this scholarship fund for a long time. The Gressler family uh, was very important. And the Gressler family and the Hendrickson family. We had uh, a girl on the team, Sarah Hendrickson, who was Fred's niece. Her mother was Fred's sister. And uh, she and her husband, Bob, were very important in establishing the scholarship fund, uh, which continues to this day. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a great idea, and it goes to seniors on their way to college uh, and uh, just helps them financially. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. So we're going to kind of talk a little bit more about Gressler and, you know, your take on it as a coach. Did you ever run Gressler? I did not. I graduated from high school in 1970, and the meet didn't start until about 96 or so. So, okay. yeah, so there was no Gressler at that point. Gotcha. Does Mount Vernon come to Gressler? They do. Okay. They, they do. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So as a coach and the meet director, what is your favorite thing about Gressler? There's a few things. One of the, the, the best parts, and I don't really get to see it that much, is putting a lot of the responsibility on the captains. It, in my mind, it's like a grow up. And I'm not saying that they're not mature or anything, but it's all of a sudden they have the responsibilities of running the team because uh, uh, Coach Fitzsimons and I are busy out on the course or whatever we're doing. So the, the captains are now the ones who make sure everybody gets warmed up. They make sure everybody has this stuff. I love seeing the team come together, help put the course together at the end of the meet, help tear the course down. But by far, my favorite part of the meet is watching the reaction of our parents, our, our runners, our fans, who, as our athletes are running. Uh, you know, one of the great things about our course is that you can see just about the entire course. If you walk a little bit, yeah. you can see almost every single step of the course. 
which most meets that's not true. So when our parents and fans are spread out all along the course, just watching them, I'm usually at the finish line collecting the tags as the athletes come by uh, or come through to finish. So I get a glimpse. I can all of a sudden hear up by the gym and the swimming pool as the athletes are coming, our athletes are coming, and I can hear the screams and the cheers from, from our uh, fans. And then, of course, as they come down the woods, that's another area where a lot of our people um, see our athletes. So that's the most exciting part of the wrestling meet for me is when our kids run and seeing uh, the reaction. And I'm, I'm sure it makes them feel especially good. Uh, and you would know because you are one of those athletes having that home course advantage. And I mean, it's at it's at the course that we're on every day and uh it, you know it must be very exciting it is and it's so motivational when you know you have your parents and your own teammates and then just people from the community you know cheering you on as you like head up the tough hill or come racing down the downhill so it's really nice to have all the support and it's so fun because it's our home meet Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, I love putting it on. And then the next week, we go away, you know, so yeah. um, so it, it's an exciting meet. It is. I think that's it for my questions. Um, if you have anything else you have to share. Well, you know, um, obviously, with everybody else concerned about the um, fall season, I'm hopeful that uh, by the time Gressler, which is always the last Saturday in September, that comes around that we'll be out running and we'll be out able to have the meet. And um, as of the moment, we don't know the status of that. And, and we are very hopeful that we will. Me too. I, I look forward to it every year and hopefully uh, we'll be able to, to have it. Me too. Thank you so much. Rena. as I said, when we first started, you were one of my favorite people. So I really enjoy uh, these sessions. Thank you for um, including me. It's been an honor. Oh, mine too. Thank you, Coach. All right, Rena. Hi, guys. So now we're going to be recording with Sophie, who this year ran her first Gressler. This next part has been recorded using Zoom instead of the usual platform, Zencaster. Hi, Sophie. Hi, Rena. Can you introduce yourself a little bit? Sure. I'm Sophie. I'm going to be a sophomore, and I run cross-country and track at White Plains High School. Awesome. So every episode, I try to have a piece of running advice and then running fact. So would you have a piece of running advice to contribute today? Yeah, I would say not to put too much pressure on yourself and to just enjoy running because um, I think you run best when you run happy and you really um, enjoy what you do. And putting too much pressure on yourself kind of takes away the fun in running. And at the end of the day, you should just spend time doing what you enjoy and what makes you happy. Awesome. Thank you so much. Great. All right. So let's kind of start off. Like, when did you start running? Um, well, sixth grade, I did field hockey and I was so terrible. I was like the worst one on the team. And so I was like, okay, maybe we should do seventh grade. So seventh grade, I did volleyball and I was just as bad, if not worse, at volleyball. And I like tried my best. I practiced like every day, all year. I did clinics out of school. Like I tried to be so good, but I just, I was terrible. Aww. So my last resort was running. 
in eighth grade, I decided to join cross country and um, I really enjoyed it. And yeah. <laughs> and here you are. Here we are. <laughs> so what was your first experience? Like what were your first thoughts? What your first time? <laughs> Um, I think my first real experiences with running um, at the high school were the fun runs over the summer. And I went to almost all of them and they were really challenging for me. I remember thinking like, this is, <laughs> this really sucks. This is not fun. <laughs> it was so hot. And I don't think I was training consistently over the summer. So like each one was really hard and they were just, they really were like a shock to me. But I think they were really helpful in like preparing for um, the fall cross country season. And then, yeah, I just, I really loved the team and I made so many friends and I knew that this would be something I wanted to continue throughout high school. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it since <laughs> I began. And we love having you on the team. Oh, same goes to you. Thank you. All right. And just one more general thing before we kind of hop into Gressler. So what is your favorite thing about running in general? Definitely the people I've met and like the friendships I've made. And I think that really, um, I really realized that like during quarantine, like going out for runs just isn't the same. And like, I realized the highlight of my day every day was like going to practice, but like it was really seeing the team and talking to everyone and like catching up on our day. And, like, it's really sad going out for runs now and, like, having no one to talk to. And I'm, like, that was really – that was a component that <laughs> really yeah. <was> fun. <laughs> the long runs get very long when there's yeah. nobody else. <laughs> Ten miles longer when you don't have anyone to run with. Exactly. <laughs> All righty. So let's get into Gressler. So for those of you listening, Gressler is our home meet. We host it at White Plains High School. It's usually in October. Or, no. Coach said last week of September. I always feel like it's October, though, when we have it. But it's the last week of September. All right. So, Sophie, how was you? This was you've only run Gressler once. This yeah. is the first time. So how was it? Um, it was it was an experience. I thought it would not be bad at all. I remember thinking, like, we run on this course every day. Like, this really can't be that bad. And it was that bad. Well, I remember it was a pretty hot day. And uh, running that course like it just felt like hill after hill after hill and I remember thinking like this cannot be the same course that we run at practice like it's not usually this bad and something about doing the course twice really gets to you because you're halfway you're halfway done and you have to do the whole thing over again and it's definitely mentally challenging and I remember finishing me like that was the hardest course I've ever run and it was it was an experience for sure yeah but you did amazing <laughs> oh thank you too Sophie for those of you listening got second place so this was a good race for you <laughs> thank you you're welcome talk about the wall a little bit so for our our course we have this infamous hill nicknamed the wall and it's just it is literally a wall like you go just pretty much straight up like the incline is like 70% like it's very steep yeah it's it's insane I remember like we were not the first race so I remember watching people go up it before it and I was like oh my god like they look like they're not moving like and people I remember hearing about the year before how it was like all muddy and people's shoes are getting stuck and this was all before we'd even run so I was like oh my god like it feels like we don't even like this feels like it's not our course like I feel like I'm all nervous about the all the hills as if we've never run them um going up that the wall is so challenging and like it's right yeah. when you go up the second time it's like right you know it's the end 
but it's still like I can't kick until after the wall because I just can't run up the wall anywhere near fast pace and it's definitely one of the most difficult parts about the course yeah it is two years ago so when I was a freshman it was so muddy you were like you were right so it rained the day before and our course is pretty much almost all grass like there's maybe one or two times we cross pavement but then otherwise it's all grass so the hill and the girls varsity race too was the last one so everybody had come through muddied it up and everything and then we come to the wall and people know no not joking at all people literally would go up they'd slide back down because it was so muddy and then go like some people had to go up the hill two times more because they would slide (laughs) back down and it was so terrible I was like I felt so bad it was bad (laughs) that's insane yeah I definitely feel lucky that you have to experience that the first time our joke that year was my experience from for Gressler can only go up from there, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. So let's see. Do you have any pre-race or post-race rituals that you did? Honestly, thinking that question, I feel like everyone has something that like they do every single time. But I could not. Like, I can't think of it. I mean, I definitely, like, I remember this past year, I would always eat eggs on a roll. <laughs> I feel like I've never heard of anyone eating eggs on a roll before a race. Just eggs? Yeah, just eggs, like plain eggs on a roll. And some people okay. can have a roll. Like I just had two scrambled eggs. I don't <laughs> I don't think that um way to fuel myself, but that was what I did. And I never like I used to despise oatmeal. I never even wanted to try it, just like the texture, the whole thing. But since quarantine began, I have been eating a lot of oatmeal and I'm probably gonna start eating that before races <laughs> oh okay I know I, I would never eat it but here we are um, <laughs> I also always wear like the same well I kind of wear the same socks the thing is I really like this pair of socks so I have like eight pairs <laughs> so I always wear like the same type of socks <laughs> okay <laughs> that sounds good <laughs> all righty Talk to us a little bit about competition for Gressler because it's it's a smaller meet in comparison to the other ones we had raced at. So you want to speak to that a little bit? I think it was, I mean, I could be wrong, but I feel like it was bigger than like a league meet and it felt like there was more like competition than our regular league meets. But it was definitely smaller, as you said, than most meets we went to. I just love like the people and like it being on our own course makes it so fun. And yeah, it's not definitely not one of the most competitive meets compared to other ones like the state qualifier, but it's still like a race at the end of the day and still, yeah, you know, stressful and stuff like that. <laughs> yep, definitely agree with you. Because I feel like it's even more stressful because it's our home course. Like we kind of have to make like a good show for it, everybody, <laughs> you know, because it's us, you know. Exactly. When you think about it, you're like, oh, like it's our course. Like if anything, we shouldn't be nervous. But then you feel like you have to do extra well because you're like you have an advantage over everyone and you run it every day. So you should be doing like better than all the other meets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How did you deal with those, you know, nerves? Did you do anything, you know, before the race to calm yourself down a little bit? Um, honestly, I think the best way that I calm down is just like being with the team and like I don't know, it sounds kind of cringy, but, like, just being with everyone and, like, I don't know, laughing and, like, I remember we were handing out, like, the bibs and, I don't know, just, like, interacting with your team, like, always calms my nerves. And I don't know if watching the other people race was, like, more stressful because just, like, seeing them really struggle was, like, (laughs) 
it's going to be bad. But yeah, just trying not to like psych myself out and just thinking like the end of the day, there are more opportunities. And like, if anything, like we should have fun today because it's our course and like, it'll we should just enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. Making sure your nerves don't mess up, you know, <laughs> just the fun part about running, you know. Exactly. Alrighty, let's see. Gressler's our home course, so what do you find fun about Gressler? Just, like, the environment. Like, you can tell everyone is, like, I don't know, kind of excited, like, we like to show how we've been running here every day. And, like, um, when the moms come and, like, how – or the dads and, um, like, with the food and, um, like, buying neat shirts when it's, like, our home course is really fun. And it's just, like, the environment and the people and you just feel good and you're, like, wow, this is, like – this is our meet, like this is our course. And it was just really exciting. And also like usually before meets, you're like, oh, what if I get lost? And like, what if I don't know the course? And obviously we didn't have to deal with that. And it just felt like good to know that like, this is where, like this is our course and this is where we've been running. So that was really exciting. Yeah, and it's so nice too, cause it's our home course. So people who usually can't go to our other meets can come to this course. So some of our track people that don't run cross country can come to this meet. Um, because it's not a hike it's a regular high school actually because I've never like I've never asked anyone like friends to come to meets because it's not like a regular like soccer game like they're far away but this is the one meet you can be like hey like we have a meet you know it's here at the high school if you want to come and like it definitely felt like there was more spirit than regular meets and like I remember like seeing people from the school come and that was really exciting too yeah, and they have so many places to just cheer you on. Like this whole course, mm-hmm. basically the whole time you have people like cheering on the sidelines because mm-hmm. it's so easy to access. It's nice. My favorite part was like coming down like the very end stretch and seeing people like on the hill, sitting on top of the hill. That was really fun. Yeah, the ending is just, I mean, I have to say this is probably my favorite ending because it's basically mm-hmm. you end pretty much on a downhill coming down and then you have fans on the side. Your parents are there at the end. Everyone's screaming at you and it's a nice the way they set up the finish. It's nice. You kind of just glide right in and then you're done. <laughs> exactly. And something about too, like the wall, like, r- you know, right after the wall that it's going to be like, you just have to sprint to the end. And it's like after all those hills and hills and hills, like now is when like we're done. It's the final stretch. And then seeing everyone lined up, it's, like, really good feeling. Yeah, and then our own teammates, like, we, to help during the meet, you know, we help out pass out medals, direct people, and all that kind of stuff. So you kind of, at the end, you'll see your own teammates standing at the table, you know, handing out medals, and they're there to cheer you on as you finish. So it's nice. Exactly. That was one of my favorite parts, like, seeing, like, our team being, like, such a big part of the meet, obviously, was really exciting. I just really loved that meet, even though it was you know, challenging and definitely not my favorite course, but like the environment was the best part. Yes, I have to agree with you. And it's nice because parents a lot of times do come to the meets, but this time, you know, they got to get involved and they ran the concession stands and stuff. So, you know, it was fun to see them there with us and have them participating in the meet too. Exactly. Yeah. Alrighty. So unless, do you have anything else from Gressler you want to? No, I just think it was like a really, like, I just loved the environment and like the spirit um but the course is not my favorite part the hills I don't know what I was expecting but I was not expecting my legs to burn like they did in that race (laughs) yes yes agreed Alrighty, so we're gonna kind of wrap up with five quick would you rather questions so running would you rather I'm excited going back to the theme that uh two years ago Gressler was so muddy would you rather run in mud 
or really cold weather? Uh, cold weather, because I feel like you always warm up. Like, yeah, I'm cold on the starting line. I remember the state qualifier, like it was so cold. But then once we started running, like I got hot. <laughs> yeah, I remember the state qualifier. It was it was cold and it was muddy too. It was both yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think state qualifier is always muddy because I remember my freshman year when I ran at Bowdoin, it was also really muddy. Oh, really? Yeah. So coach's car got stuck the first year. <laughs> And the boys' varsity had to push it out of the mud. It was, yeah, it was a little crazy. Would you rather run, like, really full or really hungry? Ooh, definitely really hungry because I feel like when you're really full, you also, like, your stomach hurts and, like, you have to go to the bathroom and it's just, like, a bad feeling. And I cannot race when I, I can't run in general, like, if I've eaten within, like, an hour or two. So I'd rather be hungry. I feel like you also, like, as you run, like, you kind of, forget about like being hungry but you don't forget about being full yeah I've done running hungry I've done running full I have to say mm-hmm. it's hard decision between both of them but yeah but I want to be full like to where it hurts yeah like I would always want to be like have food in my system yeah or not having any but I wouldn't want to like run within like an hour of eating meal yeah I got yeah Alrighty, so going back to, you know, people did lose shoes at Gressler my freshman year. Like, one of my friends, he actually lost a shoe halfway through and had to run back after he finished his race to go grab it. And the girls, after seeing the boys losing their ra- their shoes and knowing our race was after theirs, what we did was we taped our shoes up with tape to keep them on our feet. <laughs> That's smart. So going back to that, like, thing, would you rather lose a shoe during the race or would you rather have your hair come undone? Oh, that's a tough one. I feel like it's going to be a tough one. But I feel like losing a shoe will, like, directly impact, like, your time and your running. But running with your hair down is just not okay. I, I've never even attempted <laughs> running with my hair down. But I guess, I guess running with my hair loose because running without a shoe is, like, definitely going to affect how you run. So... Yeah, I had a race in middle school, the Porchester race. You ran there. Yeah. And I ran straight into a tree branch. So the tree branch took my hairband off my hair. And it was at the start of the race, right before you entered the woods. So it took the hairband out of my hair. So for the rest of the race, my hair was just like out. God. And I was just like, my hair is out. Like I was kind of freaking out at that point. I was like, ah. You love hair. Yeah, at that point, because I hadn't cut it too. Because I only cut my hair right before I went into freshman year. So I still had pretty much waist length hair at that point. So yeah, it was crazy. I haven't lost a shoe though. Thank goodness. Haven't lost a shoe. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. Alrighty. Would you rather start a race with two hills or at the end of the race, have one hill. And that's like, those are the only hills during the race. Either two in the beginning or one at the end. Hmm. I see both sides because I feel like if there's two in the beginning, like it's nice to get them over with. At the same time, like you have so much less energy, like right from the start, if you have two hills. Wait, would the end like be a hill? Like you're going up to the finish line, like on a hill? It would be like you run a hill... And then it would flatten out just a little bit, and then there's the finish. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm really indecisive. It's okay. No, I'm so indecisive, too. When we have the stuff in school, I'm always in the, like, neutral side or whatever's in between. Um, I would say, I guess, the end, because then pretty much the whole race, like, you're going to be, like, going fast and, like, 
you won't have to go any hills. And at the end, you kind of kick anyways because you want to be finished. So, yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, same for me. Because then you're motivated to get up to the top, you know? <laughs> yeah. All right. And then the last one, would you rather run in the morning or in the evening? Not dependent on weather. <laughs> <laughs> I think the morning because but if I try and run at the end of the day, and this is not counting like a school day, like in, for now, for instance, like I can't run at night because I have no motivation. I need to do it like right when I wake up or else like I will not want to run. And also I feel like sitting down like and doing nothing all day really affects how you run because then like your body is not ready. So yeah, definitely. Like, it also puts you in a good like um, mindset for the rest of the day. Like you feel like you already accomplished something and it's like before noon. So that's a really good feeling. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, it's nice starting your day with a run because then everything else I feel like is just more motivated. You're more productive and everything. Mm -hmm. I agree. I think that's it unless you have anything else you want to say. No, thank you for having me. Thank you for being on the podcast. Of course, I'm honored. Alrighty, I hope you and your family are well. You too. Thank you. Thanks for listening. The Runaround with Rena is created by me. Follow my podcast on Twitter at Rena's Runaround. Stay tuned for the next episode.